treat everyone like family, because you might be. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They have decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, that's a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to his own. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Bro down. Sorry, bro. You're hot, but you're not hot enough to warm me up. It is freaking cold. So, hey, I noticed something. As I was uploading the video audio for our podcast, Yes, sir. I realized I need to take a step back away from the microphone. Like, not lean in and talk to the microphone like well, I've done. I think part of it is and I when I listen to the show cuz all of you know that I obsess over myself. I'm my biggest fanboy. He he really does. Dude, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I get into the car with See, I'm already doing it. I get into the car. I get into the car with this guy on Tuesday. Go And it's me and Luke talking. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, we're going to do this for the freaking 90-minute drive, huh?" I like to hear <laughs> I just like to hear what's, Paul. what's going on with us and like how can we be better? <laughs> Ah, well, hey, good morning, everybody. It is morning, January 28th, 2021. That guy's Luke. I'm Rory. I want to have a uh, timeout. I got to have a conversation with management. <laughs> it's on its way. You better be careful. She's going to walk out and throw Oh, no, no, no. I'm throwing you under the bus on this one. See? I'm throwing, throwing <laughs> him under the bus. His fault. She's his fault. She's staring at you. No, she is an angel. This guy. He says you're so much louder than Luke. And the the French spelling. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) The French spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Luke Longley. Oh, man. So I just want you to know I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed with you. I had to take my daughter to school. I. Sacrifices need to be made. (laughs) Your daughter's education is not nearly as important as my coffee. Oh, man. Boy, the the weather's Uh, a bit inclement. You know what? It just started up raining as soon as I uh, got set up here. So thank goodness you got a cover. Way to bring it, buddy. Way to... You know what? The thing is, I have a canopy. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking, oh, it'd be really nice to break out my canopy when the time's right. So I think... He knows what I'm talking about, too. Yeah, it's coming. We can't talk about it yet. No, we can't. Well, we kind of can. No, let's I mean, not. No, let's not. I'd rather... I mean, I'd rather it wouldn't not. hurt. No. <laughs> no, it's true. Wouldn't help. Wouldn't <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Good morning, Julian Jane. Oh, Paul. Oh, man. Not sure why Siri, your car play, or whatever I'm talking on, spell your name that way. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Good morning, Jill. It's all right, man. Good it's morning, funny. Jill. 
Um, I'll follow up with you later, Jill. People, Hopefully, uh, Alyssa's able to help out. I Jill. get people to spell it like that. Good morning, Drew. I get people to spell it like that. Oh, you see, like at Starbucks and stuff. And I'm like, where the hell do you think we live? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Did I ask for a croissant when yeah. I ordered my coffee? I'm biblical, you son of a bitch. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and the show's over. Oh my gosh! Can't uh, take this guy anywhere. Oh, you know what I was gonna say about the sound thing? I just think it's your. I think your voice in general is louder than mine. I am. I am. I'm louder. I don't think it's you being closer. And I've I've listened to us before where I'm like, I just got to speak up. I'm speaking too soft. So. Yeah. Yeah. These low rumbling yeah, tones. It's nice. This pillow yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Is that uh, is that my pillow? Because <laughs> yeah. What a good day, Snipes and Chelly Boy. <laughs> Chelly Boys. <laughs> Top of the morning oh, to you. Big city slam, boys. <laughs> Sounds oh good, goodness. buddy. Hey, yeah. do we got too much room above our heads? No, not there on the on the screen. We got too much room. No, Should I'm I bring fine. this down? I think it's fine. I don't care. You want to show your gut? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, like, well, hold on. Well, you put it that way. <laughs> We're good. Let's lean into it before we. Uh, Hercules, Hercules. So, Hercules, we, let's Hercules. sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. America's good again. Oh, the third harseman of the New Testament. That's a good way. I like that. The third harseman. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. guys. America's good again. Back on track. Yeah. Yeah. A week into the Biden presidency, Do and we are good again. Dr. Biden brought forth the cure. Yeah. It's amazing. California's opening back up. Jay Inslee's insisting people, kids go back to school. Restaurants might be opening, opening up soon. Up. Yeah. Holy cow. Good gracious. Hallelujah. Says, I knew it was going to happen. He says we always have too much headroom. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Get out of the gutter. Back into the show. Wait, the show mm -hmm. isn't the good. Hey, did mm -hmm. you just? I'll fight you. Did you get um, drip? I don't know. Maybe I did. Oh yeah, you did right there. Okay. Drippy good. drip. Good. It's on the electrical line. Snoop drippy drip. <laughs> all that stuff's on your side. So. Uh yeah. Funny how that works. Oh, let's get this in the right spot. Drew, it's official, boys. I've accepted a job in Lincoln. Start March eighth. All right. So I guess uh, we got a ring a ling a ding there, buddy. Bro, I'm like I'm like hesitantly clapping for you. There's, it's bittersweet. I'm excited for Drew and his family. So that's the one point. Right. The two negative points is is we're losing a good buddy in the area. Yep. And two, it's him and not me, so F off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the bad far outweighs the good. <laughs> you know what? You're not even trying to find another job <laughs> in another state, so you leave him alone. <laughs> I, I got a job, boots on the ground. Uh, wow, got, it's going to be like this the entire show, huh? We got Aunt Denise. Is that how we're gonna do this? Normalcy. Whatever. Right? We got Aunt Denise. Good morning, Auntie. I love you. And uh, Lexi. Good to you have you what? on, Lex. So, I'll just share. We're not. We're not gonna get too deep in politics today. We actually want to talk about other things. I know. Shocking. Um, Is it? Uh, you know, one of the things you know that things are normal and everything's good again is that uh, the press have been basically giving the press secretary softball questions. The one reporter from Fox News says, hey, quick question for you, I'm paraphrasing, quick question for you there, press secretary. So Biden signs this executive order that masks are supposed to be worn on federal property. Love you too, Drew. Why was President Biden and his family not wearing masks at the memorial over on the Lincoln, uh, the Lincoln Memorial? Because Lincoln doesn't have COVID. And the press secretary basically said, is that really a big, and I'm paraphrasing, is that really a big deal? We really have other bigger issues pressing right now. We're pressing issues right now. 
Wow. Do we really need to worry about this? And so that's how you know things are back to normal. Yeah. Is it was Fox News who had to ask the question, which is a legitimate question. Softballs, Julian. Softballs. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, is you know, you know, you all know, if it was President Trump who did the same thing, oh man, there would be a third impeachment going on. This is what I know. This is just what I'm just like. Either either you're completely blind. Or you just don't give an F about the the boundaries of your hypocrisy. Because I'm just, I, I just, it I, blows. Oh, Shannon Kuzmer, morning. Mr. Daryl Dibbs Howard. Good Dibbs. morning to you, buddy. Where's our, ask him where our stimmy checks are. <laughs> I don't want a stimmy check. Daryl, I got too much riding on the stock market for these stimulus checks to be inflating things that aren't really there. Hey, how are we doing this morning? Oh, not good. Oh, crap. Down to like 107. Damn it, we should have sold. No, we I knew have. it. I knew it. No, anyways. But uh, I've been reading a lot of experts on this, right? And the, um, there's legitimate concern that the stimulus checks are going to F up the stock market. Oh, I, I agree. Because they've already proven <coughs> that the first time stimmies, stimmies came around, they ain't nobody buying bread and cheese with them. No. They're sinking them into the stock market. A lot of these people, these people that are getting them, smart people, right? <laughs> I, I saw a meme. That was, I guess, what is the newest PlayStation 5? Is that the newest console? Yeah. <laughs> is it any coincidence that PlayStation 5 costs five ninety nine and the stimulus check is 600 bucks? I think not. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Should I buy bread and butter and uh, eggs and cheese, or should I buy yeah. a PS5? Dib says, I want both. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I'm watching the market. If it drops, I'll start buying up like crazy. I'll take advantage. But I'm like, I don't know. I just don't think they think these are. You can't just print money. No. I mean, if that was the case, I would have a full operation here. Well, you know, and this goes down the same logic and idea of raising minimum wage. Right. You, If you just stop and think about it at the core, you can't print more money because it devalues the money. You can't raise minimum wage because businesses are going to raise prices mm -hmm. to keep their margin intact. And in a sense, it's going to do absolutely nothing for the worker. It's going to kill the stock market. Yeah. It's, it's going to kill the stock market is what it's going to do. It's, it's essentially going to ca cause a false ceiling or a yeah. false floor, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not going to be good. Yeah, if you get a chance, take a look at what's been happening with GameStop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilarious, dude. David and Goliath. Isn't that funny? Oh, you yeah. know, I'm surprised that hasn't happened sooner. But the power, the power of the mob, you know? Yeah. Well, this is what you get when you... Um, you try to play games. Yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. You can short stock back in the day, but nowadays, yeah. you get the mob out there. Well, I think that <laughs> part of it is is that um, there's enough people like myself, probably like Dibs and you know your son, obviously, and yep. that are just common everyday Joe bag of donuts who mess with the stock. You know, back in the day, it was just the professionals. Right. You know, you had to get right. a hold of somebody. Now you can have the app right on your phone, um, and enough people play it read it understand enough that you're not just messing with <clears throat> you know this many people thank you you're a thank hero. you so much mm -hmm. appreciate you um my special woman just brought us out the coffee that I you owe her a foot yet, rub so. later i know morning boy says heidi i need a good laugh i just got called sir at my kid's school i have lashes <laughs> Are you? I saw that. I did. I saw. Are that. you identifying your gender? <laughs> I almost commented. And I was like, "No, we're gonna let it go." <laughs> uh, she said, "I have lashes for days, and they called me sir, sir. for the security camera." <laughs> to be fair, to be 
Well, to it's be, Joe Biden's be, America, so... To be fair... Uh, you can't be offended. To be fair, Heidi, <laughs> like, 70% of men are afraid of you, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah. Oh, let's get along. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was pretty. That's pretty funny. Um, well, you know, one thing I want to touch on before we kind of go down the road of all of our other stuff here. Yeah. Is and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure I might be. But did I read that Joe Biden has signed the most executive orders by any president? <laughs> she said, "Stop it." In the first week. That's impossible because um, they got mad at Donald Trump for signing a bunch of executive thought, orders. But I thought I read that Trump only had done four. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And they were mad about it. And and so, please, correct me if I'm wrong. I will not. Okay. I'll let you run I'm concerned. It. I don't... I don't I'm like, sure there's a place... I don't like executive orders. I'm sure there's a place for executive orders, but what I've seen yeah, in the past... In week, the round file. Right. What I've seen in the past week... It leads me to think that is, it's absolutely dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. 37, said Jillian. That the president, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or Biden or Obama or Bush, that a president can do that. That is dictatorship? That's dangerous. It is very dangerous. And why, why is the media I think there needs to be, not like, calling it out? If you're going to have executive orders, it's got to be like playing like Super Mario. You only have so many lives before you got to earn more. I was thinking about that on the you way know, like in, there's yeah. got to be a limit, so you kind of got to prioritize what's most important and go from there. Like seven. Lainey's actually playing this game on the PlayStation that she's really into and pretty good at. It's uh, Civilization Revolution, so she's building civilizations, and she has to pick and decide like what's most important and prioritize. Right. right. She can't just be like, no, let's do it all. <coughs> um, Heidi says, "What's the point of undoing everything that was just done over and over and over again?" Right. Yeah. Right. In four years, you're. If you have another president, they're going to do executive orders. In four orders. or eight years, it's going to happen again. They just, yeah. it, Agreed, Heidi. I truly feel like government is out of control. I feel like it's, the, it, it's like anti-progress. It is. Because you just end up going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it, it's... I think know, government's out of control. I think there's got to be more... Um, we were talking about this last week. Checks and balances as far as, like... Most politicians have gotten to a point where they feel that it's their job to institute the policy that they want instead of listening to their constituents. Um, and the the powers that be, like the, the, the very top powers that be on both sides of the party, uh, of the Congress and the Senate, are prime examples. Okay? Yeah. Pelosi, McConnell, any of them, like, they think that, like, oh, they put me in this position because they want me to do my will. No, 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 no. Your job is to do the will of the people, um, but they just don't, you know. Well, I, you what know, what you can look at all of the executive orders, and you can think what you want to think about all of them. The one that seems to me the most egregious is the uh, the sports one. The sports one where they want to loosen the restrictions and allow transgender, I, how do bro, you say it? Bro. Okay, bro. so they want to take boys, men, males, and if you identify as a female, you can play women's sports. So... Let's just, let's just think about that for a minute. Even my liberal friends out there. Yes. If your daughter, okay, your daughter, who is the best wrestler on the girls' team, and she's going to go to state, and she's wrestling in the 165 weight class, okay, she's like 5'9", 165, muscle for days, and then, I know, yeah, Heidi, yeah, you need <laughs> yeah. And then she gets to state, and all of a sudden she's got to wrestle this girl that was a dude that is leagues and bounds stronger than she is, and she just can't... I mean, she's the most deserving. She's biologically a girl, and now she's got to wrestle 
someone who's biologically a male and is just throwing her everywhere. I don't care how liberal you are. Think this through. You're okay with your daughter going out there and getting her ass beat for the sake of making someone feel okay about themselves. Like, why can't they just wrestle with the dudes? Right. Right, and I agree with If you want to wrestle with the girls, wrestle with the dudes. What Heidi says here is, I, I don't care if you want to dress or be called a girl, but stay off my court. It's completely different. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And that's that's the yeah. whole point right there. It's Can you not... imagine if Heidi was playing pickup down at the wreck <coughs> and Shaq walked in? He's like, no, dude, I'm a girl now. 7'2", pounds. I know we're simplifying it, Yeah. but just think about the logic behind that's it. That's where it's going to go. It doesn't make any sense. Because imagine if Maddie gets into uh, Puyallup High School and starts playing women's basketball, yeah. girls' basketball, and all of a sudden, freaking seven-foot-two kid yep. who it was born a boy decides that, hey, you know what? I really feel like I'm a girl. Yeah. So I want to play girls' basketball. And that, this, this is why I think what I said last week, and I've been saying, part of the reason why I think Tulsi's jumping parties, because she's got that bill that she's putting out there that she, that she wants she to She tried, push. yeah, she tried. And I think she's, I think the, things like this is why she's about to jump parties. And uh, push a different agenda. Yeah. And the thing is, like Heidi said, I know Luke agrees. You don't care if you want. If you think you're a girl, dress up and 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 be Rock a girl. Do your cool. thing. But biologically, scientifically, I don't think I looked that. You're old. not a girl. <laughs> I don't think I looked that old. But a kid recently told me that they thought I was 45. So you know, <laughs> I can think what I want. It's yeah. It's just that's the thing. It's like. You know, like you're going with the height thing, right? Dudes biologically grow taller than women on average. Okay, now there are some one-offs, right? So on average, men are, in America, are, on average are 5'10", and women are 5'4". Yep. Okay? And then you have taller individuals, you know, like myself, like Heidi, like my daughter or whatever. And so you're saying you're going to be okay. I mean, I look at, like, the Sumners, um, Maddie's best friend, Alexis. Her cousins are both pushing seven foot. They're twins. You know, okay. they played. They're freshmen on college. They played at PHS. You're okay with your daughter, who is say six foot and would be the tallest on her team, maybe be the post on her team, then going out and playing these kids that are seven two that are just dunking on her all day long, just destroying her confidence and her ability to earn scholarships. And, and uh, dude, shut your mouth with it, dude. Take it down the river. It's just, yeah, it's asinine. And, and if you really think about it from a liberal perspective, you're you're pushing women back. You are. You're pushing women back yeah. because now you're allowing and biological men to yeah. come into that sphere that they've worked hard for. Yeah, these girls, these women, they've worked hard to get to that position, and well, now you're gonna let a dude come in. I, women in general, everything that women have gone through through suffrage and everything else to get to where they are to try to be more equal, and then you're gonna say it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. That's such a. Yeah. I, uh, and you and you wonder why I've said and I and I am firmly on this train. I think that the end of America as we know it is in the next 50 years. Oh, yeah. I think that you're going to have some states that are that are very red and they're going to be done with this narrative and they're going to you're going to end up <clears throat> it's not just going to be Eastern Washington that's split from Western Washington anymore. It's going to be Eastern Washington, Idaho, Montana, the Dakotas, uh, you know, Missouri, Arkansas, Wyoming, that are going to be like, new, we're out. New country. As a whole, <laughs> we're out. Drew says, I'm afraid a guy who identifies as a girl goes into the ladies' room where my daughter is, and if they do something to her, trust it's on. Oh, oh dude. Oh, bro. Tell yeah. the boys. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know, I know it's a, it's an extreme case. I know we're getting extreme. But no, with but us. it's not extreme. It's happened. It happened last year in Washington, where a dude was going into the YMCA bathroom up north and saying he identified as a girl and staring at little girls, and they almost had to kick the shit out of him and get him out. Like it happens. And you're saying it's okay. Like, and it's not, it's not, it's extreme not right. It's not right. And so then somebody say, well, what if, what if they're gay? Yeah. And they come into, you know, they're a dude, they're gay. They I go don't into, care. Whatever. It, nothing ain't going to happen. In you want to <laughs> share what I'm working with, boy? God. You don't get to touch it. <laughs> Please put that away. <laughs> I can defend myself. You know what I'm saying? My daughter cannot. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. We, we, everybody's been talking it's about funny, the science. We keep saying, oh, I know we're seeing extreme cases. Two, three years ago, it might have been an extreme case. Right, it's I know, happening now. I know. So. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is we heard all this last year. The science talks, the science talks, the science talks. And we were talking, it was all the people out there talking about COVID-19, the science talks. Well, the science also talks and says that boys are boys and girls are girls. You can identify yeah. as a girl. Yeah. You can identify as a boy, but scientifically... Shannon's <laughs> laughing at me. She says, you... <laughs> you are a boy. You are a girl, Come scientifically. On. Come on, Shannon. I mean, in, the, in our country, you absolutely can dress as flamboyant as you want if you're a dude who identifies as is a just it, the the science behind it. It just drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, I man. Denise says it's been happening. Absolutely, Shannon laughing and said you, which makes me laugh on so many levels, Shannon. Just because you're not into me. <laughs> so. Anyway, oh, I love you. Oh, anyways, hope you're feeling better. By the way, we're gonna we gotta stop by and get a hug. So. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's enough. I mean, unless you got any more to talk about politics, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. good with I'm that. good. I'm good. Uh, so last week you said to me, Pitts, <laughs> you got to check out the social dilemma. Fake news. And I said, no, bro, come on. I'm the social media guy. I know what's going on. I know how they use us. Da da da. I don't need to see it. No, you don't know. I'm like. Damn it, you're going to make me get Netflix again. I went to a training at the Y where we got taught about this new policy. There is a Y policy where your admission goes up when you turn 30. So I asked, does this mean that my husband can forever identify as 29-year-old to get the cheaper rate? They didn't like it. Heidi, I love I know you did it, too, and that's why I love it. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's yeah. use that logic against, yeah. yeah. We had to, against unfortunately, and, and we'll see what happens. But we temporarily halted our Y membership, but we'll see. Anyway, carry on. The ridiculous. My wayward son. So, social dilemma. Yeah. So, you basically made me get freaking Netflix again for a month. Well, I told you. Which pisses me off because I kicked Netflix to the curb two years ago. I quote said, you think you know, but you don't know. No. Just like I thought I knew. Even my wife was like, oh, I think I know. And then I walked in and she was staring at the TV like this. (laughs) And she's like, I had no, like, the level. I'm like, yeah, man. It's, uh. So, I made it a point. That uh, I was going to have the family. It is scary good, yeah. I had the family watch it with me. So I wasn't going to watch it by myself. I wanted I wanted Christy, the younger ones. I even wanted the uh, the 17-year-old going on 25. I wanted her to watch it, too. And it was eye-opening. It was absolutely eye-opening. And yeah. I'll give you a little bit of my backstory, and then I want you to fill in what, what your thoughts are. Plug the gap. And so for me... <laughs> she says, Facebook keeps telling me to watch you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Because it knows I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh. let's rewind a little. Let's rewind a little bit back to the riots, the riots, the protests, whatever you want to call it at the Capitol. Yeah. A couple days later, Twitter starts going bananas. Twitter, yeah. uh, Amazon, everybody just starts cancel culturing everybody who's conservative, hardcore canceled. conservative, far right, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was at that moment I went, you know what? 
two middle fingers. This is before I even saw the social dilemma. Two middle fingers. I'm done. I'm really surprised we don't get shut down. I, I truly am too. And I'm I'm expecting today's show. That's going to be where Zuckerberg finally says, "Okay, we're done with." Well, it. I I they watch. That's a funny thing. Oh yeah. Someone's watching it right now that we don't know. Hey, let's hit give a shout out for Paul Arato. Yeah, What's going on, Zuckerberg? Anyway, yeah. So I made the decision. I was I was permanently I I had gotten onto Instagram and Twitter again in September-ish. For those of you who don't know, when Rory goes in, <laughs> when Rory gets into social media, it it's like an alcoholic who yeah. has their first drink at the bar in a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't stop once I started. Yeah. And, and and the other thing was it used that metaphor. I'll, I'll know when to stop. I'll just have a drink. You know, the last time I was in front of the bar, I bought drinks for everybody, and I was sloshed. This time... You ever done that, by the way? No. And then you this get the time, tab, and you're like, uh... Who got the margarita? Yeah, I did that in Vegas. I need um, you over here. Fortunately, it was a biz- it was business expense. Um, so that's how I was like. Is this time around, back in uh, early fall, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to use Twitter for things I like. Nothing, co- nothing controversial. I'm going to use Instagram simply for my hiking pictures, maybe coffee, just things that are the my ca- hobbies. The caffeine hiker. Yeah. And so so that's what I did back in the fall. And it slowly crept back into... It was a, it was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I started following my, my peeps that I like to follow on Twitter. Follow on Twitter. And before you know it, I'm getting into... You know what? Screw you, Jay Inslee! <laughs> and Rory will get into it. I don't think I'm hurting his feelings. But Rory will get into a phase like that. Like it's like when you try to take the alcoholic strength and then you take a swing at you. Like I can control this. And yeah. you're like, bro, bro, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Molly says, "Can I identify as a golden retriever puppy and get lots of pets and be fed and sleep all day?" Everyone thinks I am cute. <laughs> Absolutely. Done. Yep. Done. Yep. We'll uh, we'll yeah. bring you, we'll bring over a shot collar and make sure you don't leave the property. <laughs> yeah, so you don't bark too much. No, we don't like noise. So, fast forward to the riots, the protests, whatever you want to call it. Um, after Twitter and Facebook and social media and Big Tech did all their things that Friday afternoon, I said, that's it. I'm out. Screw you guys. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. So I canceled Instagram, canceled Twitter, canceled everything but Facebook. Yeah. And it really boils down to, I don't like <clears throat> Facebook. But Facebook is necessary to stay in contact with some people in my life. So for now, Facebook is, I don't want to say essential, but it's there. It's a necessary evil. So I was good. I'm like, okay, this is good, not a problem. I'll <laughs> right. get rid of that. Right. Then I started going down a rabbit hole. And this is before the social dilemma. I started going down this rabbit hole of, well, wait a second. We have all of our family photos, yeah. all of our personal documents, all of our whatevers <laughs> Such a mad scientist. saved. Just up at night. Hair sticking out everywhere. Oh yeah! <laughs> I should show you my my Evernote. <laughs> Got all these articles saved. Please don't. <clears throat> and I came to the conclusion that I don't want my stuff online anymore. And it took me a good week because I had nearly 700 gigabytes of just family photos that I've saved over the years. Heidi says they're listening. Yeah. yeah. I, oh I know, yeah. I know. Well, too late, Google, because all my crap is off of Google Drive now. So it took me a week to get all of my stuff off of Google. So now, if you go on my Google account, the only thing there is my email. Right. Everything else. There's no there's no Google Drive. There's no Google Documents. There's uh, uh, I've, I've disconnected location off of my phone for Google Maps. I only, I only put Google Maps on there yesterday because I had to look up something really quick, yeah. but it's going to come right back off. I've 
I've dumbed down my Google account. And then I watch and then I watch the social dilemma. Bro. He hasn't, he hasn't slept since. Bro. <laughs> Sis and bro. <laughs> I am such a Doc Brown now. <laughs> and bro sis. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a Doc Brown now that I have a titanium foil hat. Yeah. <laughs> He's welded it. <laughs> I have eliminated as many things off of my phone as I possibly can. I have turned off all notifications <laughs> except for I now use an open source uh, map. So I still have to give a little bit of my location, but I'm not giving it to Facebook. I'm not giving it to Twitter. I'm not giving it to Google. I'm not giving it to Amazon. I'm on my way to get the hell off of the internet. And I know that's crazy. That's... I get it. I won't completely be off the internet because we still need the internet for our jobs because of the ease of being able to do some things. But I want to remove as much as I can the Rory Pitts profile from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Amazon, all this. you're saying this, you know what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Alora. Her job is to make us more prevalent on Google. Right. For business. Yep. Yeah. And so we can never really truly uh, let that last tally, you know, that last hook out. But... Yeah, it's a tough situation, dude. I, I've taken social media off my phone. Um, I, had, I I literally reinstalled Facebook this morning right. so I could do it for the show. Right. Um, I've I've I put I've made it so that I can't. I don't know. For those of you out there who are like, man, Luke used to love my photos, and I'm not anymore. It's not that I don't love you. I'm not on it anymore. Right. I've only been getting on a couple day, a couple times a week. Um, you know, trying to to limit it. Like I, I'm trying to go with the approach of like. I'm not going to eliminate it from my life, but I definitely am going to make it not so influential in my life and also make it so that my life isn't so influential on how things operate. And and that's part of what the social dilemma gets into is... I like what Aaron says. Aaron says, I've stopped hitting that like button. And the funny thing is, that's a small change that can make a big difference. And they're freaking out now that you've done that. Oh, they really are. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and, it, and if it... Yeah. So if I'm doing it, and then Luke's doing it, and Aaron's doing it, and then another person, another person, another, you're going to get to a point where they're going to start freaking out. You know, we all talk... It's funny because we talk about mainstream media a lot, and how mainstream media, like, influences us, so and is causing the divide, and then you watch that, and I've come around to, like, yeah, mainstream media sucks. And? But I don't know if they're the majority of the problem. You know, it's like they're like they were showing with Google. You're going to get different... Autofills, right? Based on where you live, right? And they had a chart that showed how social media has brought. You had what was considered extreme liberal and extreme. If you have this chart, it's this wide, okay? And you had you have your extreme left and your extreme rights, okay? Really, there was a point where the extremes were much closer, right? Yeah. And social media has caused this divide based on the information you're getting, and you're, and you have conservatives saying. How the hell are the, is this person not seeing what I'm seeing? And you're and the guy on their set, Tristan, he's like, because they're not. Right. And right. you're not seeing what they're seeing. The algorithm is feeding the beast. So, like, yeah. for, for basketball, let's say, and we've talked about this before. I really loved college football. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to put the D on the end of loved, but maybe my love will come back. But I remember this. We had this conversation one day. That's a bacon. I, I know. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think your wife was torturing us yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Um, I'm fasting till six today. Oh, um, I was. But think about that. <laughs> I love college football. Yeah. 
almost, I think almost more than I do the NFL. And your argument was, I like the NFL more because of uh, whatever whatever reason it was. Mm-hmm. So, you're going if you're starting to look, if I'm looking up stuff on college football, mm-hmm. and you're looking up stuff on the NFL, yeah. our feeds are going to be filled with college football articles, and you're right. going to be filled with NFL articles. So you would and argue if, college football is more prevalent. Right. I'm like, dude, did you not see this? Look, Man. college football is better. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, the NFL is better. And and so that helps with that divide. It's literally making yeah, and it's making it so that if you have a difference of opinion on something, it's impossible for me to see anything on your opinion, and it's impossible for you to see anything on my opinion. And you know what? It, it has bled out of social media. I can tell you firsthand, in my personal life, that type of thinking has bled out this week in my own family. And it's it's something that's not controversial at all. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But it's turned into something controversial that a simple conversation about would not be controversial at all. But that's what it's that's what's happened is we now have people that are taking that that controversy online and taking it offline to continue the controversy. Hundred percent. And it's a sickness, it's not good, and we are allowing big tech to run our lives. And if you guys don't see that, and I understand the hypocrisy of what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Facebook Live show. I get entirely hypocritical. Why are we doing this? Because we want you guys to love us. <laughs> we're needy. <laughs> we're but, needy. But, I mean, one of the things I talked to Luke about this week is what? how could we possibly take this show off of Facebook Live? It's not an easy answer. There's no easy answer. And I don't that. know that there is an answer right now. Right. And, and we kind of figured that out. And so we get it. We understand this conversation about getting off of social media and get off, getting off technology is very hypocritical to the fact that we're on here right now feeding the beast. We, we talked about just going to a strictly podcast format. Um, but part of the reason we do it like this is we like the interaction. The interaction people. is amazing. You know, Heidi's podcast, and we'll plug her again, because we love to plug Heidi's podcast. We'll plug her podcast? Yeah. Just make sure you say it the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get oh, funded. Gosh. So, her podcast, uh, Behind the Brave, is like a 30 to 40 minute like venue where she's interviewing one person who's telling the story. There's yep. no need for interaction, right? Right. The way we've always done things is different. And so, um, hell, the other night I even thought to myself, I was like, dude, can we get... Could we get radio waves, and then we could have a call-in show? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does that cost? Molly so. says, I only turn on location when I need maps. It's always off. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, Molly? For the longest time, I I always said, I don't care. Ham radio. But I'm now to the point where, yeah, I've got location off yeah. on every... It's funny. It's funny how many times that notification pops up. Hey, do you want to turn on notification for this app? No. Yeah. I don't. I've even turned off notification on my pictures. Hmm. A very simple thing. I don't need to know. I don't need to know where was this picture taken. Yeah. I know where the picture was taken. Yeah, I was there. Uh, if you haven't seen The Social Dilemma, you really got to get out there. Uh, you really got to check it out. Find a way to check it out. If you don't have Netflix, sign up for the free, you know, like one month or whatever, and then turn it off after you watch it. But um, I really think it's information that people need to have. Whether or not it keeps you off of social media or keeps you off whatever, that's not a thing. You're I just better informed. I think you need to be aware of what's going on as far as the information they're, they're gleaning from you every time you hit a like. Every time you stare at something, literally, dude, literally based on how long you look at a picture, right, even right. if it's just milliseconds. Yep. Um, yep. So I, I think that's important. You know, and they brought up a good point. They Bro. said, hey, when, Bro. When, <laughs> yeah, how does it feel? What's going on over here? I, I was looking at our, our episode from like two or three shows ago, and I all I could see myself is doing over this. I can't see. 
Um, <laughs> you know, the point they brought up on that on that documentary was when social media was first created, it wasn't necessarily created with evil intentions or evil purposes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you and one guy he was talking about my job was to make money for Facebook. Yeah. And and these were the ideas that I put into place. So we can monetize Facebook. You know what it takes me back to? Um, Heidi says real quick, she says, new one will drop soon, new episode. I love interaction too. It's so fun. I wish I could do it the way you guys do. Maybe every once in a while. Yeah, right? and maybe that's, maybe that's, that's a good idea. That's and I look at. We do a once a month at live, and the other times we do a podcast format. Or yeah, something. we'll figure it out. Um, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. Um, unless we get deplatformed. Entirely possible. What was I going to say? Oh. What did you just say? Are... Uh, I was talking about how it wasn't made for evil and purposes, but they monetized it. And Well, and that's why I, I, th I look back now and I think about Remember that conversation for a while, um, probably like in the early 2010s, where it was like, Facebook is going to <coughs> Facebook's going to go to a paid membership format. Oh, I remember hearing all that, yeah. And, and literally, that was, a, that was I, from what I understand, it was kicked around Facebook for a while in their early days. Like, do we go to a paid membership format? Um, and they never did. And because they were able to... You pay for your membership. Oh gosh! Just yeah. by being on there, and yeah. how they're able to market and sell your information and that kind of stuff, and, and so, how you get fired up about things, and yeah. So it all, you know, it's um, it's funny to look back at that now and be like, they would never do it because honestly, a paid membership format would have made it less. Um, they made less money. They would have made less money. Yeah, less profitable. And you know, you know what's funny, and I guess this does circle back to politics. So. 2016, oh my gosh, Russia meddled in the election. Russian... They meddled? They, they meddled in the election. They silver. They did their things. But then, when there's talk about, well, that same thing probably happened in 2020, but on the other flip of the coin. No, it was a completely legitimate election. Nothing crazy happened. Everything was well, on the up and up. They say that in The Social Dilemma. <coughs> they say, he says on there that China, he knows, basically says that China was able to... Um, create some issues with the election. That's what that the Tristan guy said. And the thing is, if you really, if you really want to be dick dastardly here and really think about being a criminal, you could easily manipulate Facebook advertising. Yeah. All I mean, all it takes is China to go. We've got this operation that's completely off the books, but we're gonna have you live in America, and you're gonna just be regular Joe Blow worker here, but you're gonna do Facebook ads on the side. They are gonna seem harmless but if we do enough of them if we got enough people out there to do them then we can start manipulating the algorithms and you're going to start seeing these ads and yeah i can tell you this when i first started doing ads on facebook in the early days of me being in a real estate yeah you could really target specific people yeah and that was what we were told when we were when uh i was down in park city utah for that uh, weekend event with all the real estate agents and they were showing us how you can target. So, like, if you wanted to target households that made so much money, mm -hmm. or you wanted to target target families, or you wanted to target single people, or you wanted to target black people, or you wanted to target white people, you could do that in the early days of Facebook advertising. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. I mean, you could just turn them all on. They had to change it after a while, but yeah, I think there's a day of reckoning coming with social media, um, in with the government and. Um, you know, with some of the oh yeah, let the government run it. Some of, no, but I'm just saying. I think that at some point you're gonna have, you know, Zuck's already been in front of you know some of these panels, and I think it's gonna get turned up a notch at some point. And I think that you're gonna have some groups really kind of rise up in force. I think Zuck is a robot. <laughs> you ever seen him when he's uh, being 
interrogated in front of those deer things? Deer in the headlights, bro. <laughs> deer in the... Looks sickly, almost. Uh, like, yeah. Anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think yeah, I think everyone, especially if you have kids and you're allowing them on social media, um, you got to check that out, man. The social dilemma. Just, yep. just become informed about well, what you're doing. I'm I can not... tell you right now, my two youngest will, they're not going to be on social media. Uh, after When they turn 18, that's on them. But uh, I think that we've scared them enough. They're like, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, is my two older ones, and actually my three older ones, um, they're barely on social media. Because I, I sent them a text message right after the, the riots happened. And, I, and I, I flat out asked them, I said, how do you guys get off of social media? And they said, we just don't get on it. I mean, we haven't closed our accounts, but we yeah. just don't get on it. John's never on it. No, no, no. Yeah. He even told me that, too. He's like... I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough people to care, and if I need to, if it's anybody I, I care about, that I need to know what's going on. If I'll call I them. wasn't in our line of work, I would. I would get rid of it. Oh. Tomorrow. We've we've said yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know how many times. Yeah. It's. Listen. Definitely. Somebody give us the winning lottery numbers. Yeah. So I can get the hell off of social yeah. media. We'll give you ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's a fair trade. So. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, I love that conversation. By the way, a lot of when people are like, "If I won the lot, I would still work," and I'm like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. You are an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, why well, need something to do? I'm like, get a hobby. Get a get ten hobbies. Like, yeah. And, and something the, you love. And the thing is, we want you guys to know, this disdain for social media has zero. Well, it has like one percent to do with some of you. <laughs> gotta stay on, Rory, for WSU alumni events. Uh, Drew says, just no, Molly. A... Molly, you've got my phone number. You've got my email address. You can keep me in the loop. Just got a news notification. Since there is low hospitalization, Nebraska will soon drop all restrictions on social gatherings. That's called winning in true government. Hey, that means I'm coming with you. Choo-choo! <laughs> yeah. What? Honey, why is Luke still camping in the backyard? <laughs> We've already had a couple of discussions about uh, about visiting Nebraska here in the summertime. Yeah. I may have to change it to maybe late summer or early fall. Got some things going on behind the scenes that might uh, might keep my summer a little busy. but um, Behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I guess. Uh, I'm excited. Luke's not excited. <laughs> I, Luke's not know. excited because it, it may increase our distance. Oh, no. I'm excited about that. I don't care about oh. that. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I'm not excited because <laughs> it's not Montana. <laughs> what the hell are you still doing here? <laughs> uh, well, you know, if everything plays out the way that we've kind of discussed, that means that I can go visit Montana in April and not be worried about having to move or do anything like right. that. So, anyways. What are you two going Jackie Chan and Van Damme on today? <laughs> oh, man, road trip starts March 4th. Oh, buddy. Man, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm Drew, jelly, but I'm excited for you. Drew, bro. let's let's get in touch, man. We yeah. got we got to get you guys taken care of. Biz. Um. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They got yeah. to, they got things they got to move and shake up here. Yeah, yeah. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta be there to help them out, get the ball rolling, and all that good stuff. Well, let me tell a story. Uh, what do you want to do? Let me see. Is there anything else we need to talk about with social media? Not really. No, I mean that's pretty much it. Um, I, I'm. Let's flat. I'm it. doing my best. I'm doing my best to. And I guess the bottom line is this, the final comment on this entire thing is, is do your research. Do your research, and there are alter- there are alternatives out there. Um, and I'll just give you an example. Gmail. We have Gmail for business. I, I want to assume that because we pay for G Suite, they're not going to <laughs> go through our crap. But I can't, I can't, you know, it is what it is. But for me personally, um, I only have Gmail for non-consequential things, things that doesn't that don't so, matter. Um, I have for all of my 
all my financial accounts, mm-hmm. all my really important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've moved my email to a secure um, service, and I pay I think four bucks a month, five bucks a month. But I've done the research, and everybody said this is like the top one of the top three mm-hmm. email services out there. If you want to keep your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing to hide, but at the same time, you don't need to know what but I got I going on. Uh, well, you know this as well as I do. Uh, the Bernie memes were funny. I didn't really <laughs> pay enough attention to them, but they were funny. Oh yeah. Um, do you know he sold his those mittens for like one point eight million dollars? Like they he really sold funny. those mittens? Something about them. Like he sold Bernie meme T-shirts. Oh, is that what? It and was? he donated those to okay. charity. Which good on you, Burn. Yeah. I feel, love that. Isn't capitalism awesome? Feel the burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But bottom line is, do your research about everything with social media, with technology. You're going to be surprised at how much your of your life you're giving away. Um, there are there are alternatives out there. Um, just do your research. I I think the best way, and I've talked about this with capitalism, mm-hmm. where well, you, you, where if you don't like a restaurant, yeah, just stop going there. Stop. You know, I I don't want to go down that road. But the point is, is this, is if we get enough people. That start fighting back by changing their lifestyles. Well, the same idiots that say support your local business, then turn around and say, "I hate capitalism." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're a tool." Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, well, you know, you know this about me. Like, I, I am, I compartmentalize things. So I, there are, I use different boxes for different things. So there are certain ways that I my friends are allowed to communicate with me about certain things that mm-hmm. I don't want just on messenger app yep. um, oh yeah and and they know that I have off I have emails that like nobody knows about that have none of my information on them that I use for certain things <laughs> that I use yeah. for certain things like I'm very like um, you know the, the titanium hat on about certain things and um, I keep certain aspects of my life and things that I do um, separate from the mainstream of my life, um, just simply for um, feeling better about my what information people know about yep. me and yep. what Google can do with me. And, and, you know, one other thing that you should do is if you've got multiple email accounts that you've used over the years, so say like you started with Yahoo, mm-hmm. and then Yahoo's not cool anymore, so now I'm going to Gmail. Never had Yahoo. Um, yeah. It's a good idea to close those accounts uh, because those things can be hacked, and then the next thing you know, your name and your information is attached to that email address. Right. And now you're the one that can be liable for it. And yeah. that's just one of the things I read was if you got those old accounts, close them. I went through and um, I was looking at old accounts because I, I use LastPass, mm-hmm. which is a really secure um, service to collect your passwords. Mm-hmm. Which on one hand, it kind of gives me the EBGBs, but at the same time, I read enough to... to to feel comfortable that they are using the right encryption and everything to keep my data safe. Um, but I was going through it the other day, and I'm looking at some of these old accounts, old Keller Williams accounts. I'm like, yeah. why the hell do I still have this stuff saved? And so I've been going through and cleaning it, making sure that I don't have anything open that should be closed. Yeah. So it's just a matter of Smart. we've done the last 10, 15 years of just going wild, wild west with technology and with social media, and now it's... Now it's time to kind of take a look at it and reevaluate. Uh, Wild West. Yeah. My favorite genre of movies. My favorite time. <laughs> I'm born a man out of time. I'll tell you what. Oh, gosh. Well, hey, you shared with me something crazy yesterday. I know. You haven't even got the full... I haven't even got the full story. Full He's like, dude! I mean, it literally yeah. was like this deep-throated... Dude. I said deep throat. Yeah. Deep-throated dude! Easy, Debbie. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <coughs> it was? Yeah. That's not COVID-19 anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. No. That's been cured. So you've got this crazy story about family. And I mean, every good family story is crazy, but... This is crazy, crazy. So grab your... You know what? Station break. Yeah. Fill up your cup of coffee. I think Heidi will love this. Go story. grab another uh, pastry or whatever it is you're having for breakfast. Um, go use the restroom if you need to. Come on back. We're going to have story time with Papa Luke oh, here. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Make sure you have somewhere to sit down. Yeah. It's wild, dude. This is just wild to me. Uh, all right. Fire away. <sighs> Everybody just went pee like for 15 seconds. Yeah. It's really quick. I shouldn't say that because now i got to All right. Let's go back. Way back. Back into time. The way back machine, huh? Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to start it. And I'm not going to use names because... Uh, there's a lot of this story that's unfolding. Um, uh, do we get to talk about The Bachelor? You shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't <laughs> talk about The Bachelor. I know that show is still on. Um, I know Heidi loves it. Um, all right. You guys feed the beast on that. Can I just say, yeah. I hear people complain about The Bachelor who watch The Bachelor. You're feeding the beast. Stop watching that damn show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, here's Tasey's on. Get your Kleenex. She knows. Oh, she knows. Dear. So I'm yeah. not going to use names except for Tasey's. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tasey's on. So oh, I'm glad you're on, Tasey. Don't want to make sure your names, but their first name starts with a T and ends with AC. Yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with Lacey. Um, so, all right, so... Use look, Peanuts characters. I'm going to try to go two stories in time together, if I can do this, without... So, two 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 things. Now nah, let's not give it away. Okay. <laughs> so, last year, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Gary Kiefer, came to us and said, Hey, need you guys to help us buy a house. Yep. And we did. Yep. And then, um, right after we closed on their house, Gary said, Hey, can you help my son? Yep. yep, absolutely. So he puts us, so we get in touch with Jared, his oldest, one, not his oldest, his second oldest, um, and Jared's fiance, and they own a house in downtown Puyallup, and they were like, hey, we want to sell this and kind of get something bigger for the next phase of our life. Yep. Okay. Um, so while we're doing that, um, so while we're while we're in the process of that, Molly, who's Jared's fiance, calls me and says, hey, can you talk to my friend? Um, friend show remain unnamed for now. Um, yep. I want to have her on the show at some point. Um, so can you talk to my friend? Uh, you know, grew up with her and all this kind of stuff. She's interested in buying my house. Sure. So I talked to her friend. Her friend ends up saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna wait. I want to get my ducks in a row. I don't want to just jump at this." Rex wants to come over and hear the story. Yeah, story too. time. <laughs> so, um, so she's like, "But I'm in. You know, but I want to go down this road. Will you help us? Will you help me out?" Yeah, sure. Uh, let's get you with a lender. So she gets with Rachel. This gal that Molly put us in touch with, and Molly, or and she gets with Rach, Rach gets her approved. We kind of start looking at things, and then she's like, "Hey, it's, you know, first house. Um, can I get my mom and dad on the loan as well, just to kind of expand the horizons?" Sure. So Rach takes care of her that way. So we've had a lot of conversations on the phone. Um, last Sunday, I actually went to meet to show some houses. It was the first time we looked in any houses in person, and it was the first time I've actually met her in okay. person and she brought her mom and uh so her you know we check out houses we have a good conversation and you know she's an awesome young gal and we go our separate ways and this week we're kind of looking you know none of the houses work for what they're what, what she's looking for so we go the separate way um yesterday i get a text from tacy and tacy for those of you who don't know is my cousin 
okay my first cousin and she says hey how do you know so and so and uh and then and then i'm so like so tacy asks you how do you know so and so how do you know so and so and i'm like now how does she so tacy i'm not giving away the farm here so tacy my cousin tacy um her mom my aunt passed away when she was very young okay and then she ended up being adopted okay okay but my family was still in contact with her like she knew who her family was yeah yep. and so so tacy because of questions that she has about her own life and stuff like she in the last year has gotten into like the genealogy stuff okay. and been like digging into things i guess so i get a message from tacy yesterday she just says hey how do you know so and so and then she follows that up with do you know she's your cousin so so my question is is did that just come out of the blue out of the blue i mean like you didn't post anything on social media nope. so in tacy i mean you don't have to get away with the farm either but why did you text him that yesterday I mean, yeah. that, 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 I think there was that's, some mutual, that's providence right there. I think there were some mutual contacts on Facebook and stuff that kind of like, she was like, hey, do you know so-and-so? How do you know her? Okay. Um, anyway. Okay. She could tell us more, but, um, and I go, and I'm not going to lie to you. There was a side of me that was like, Tace, I love you. But I was like, what? <laughs> and so and it, this was, this was, and, and the person that she's asking is the girl that was referred to us. By Molly and Jared that I was just that I'm helping to find a house. Right. And right. I go, huh? You know, and I'm kind of like, what? You know, and I'm like, my not cousin. Like, not like I don't trust Tacy, but I, I know she's on this genealogy thing. And I'm like, well, that would be that, that would be seem, strange. Yeah, I don't probably know. a different name, probably a different whatever. Person. Maybe it's probably say, you know whatever. So I go about my day. I responded to to Tace, and I said, how? I was just like, what are you talking about? How? <laughs> that sounds like a way you'd respond. Yeah, yeah. And um, but then a little while goes by. And this girl, who I'm helping buy a house, who we're talking anyways a bunch, she texts me and says, how do you know Tacy? <laughs> and I go, all right, now it's getting weird. Okay, Tacy says, because she messaged me asking how I knew Luke Weaver saw him on Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. oh, how the turns have tables. So she goes, how do you know Tacy? And I, at this point, she's got to know that Tacy's my cousin. But she's probably trying to feel out the situation as well. And then she and then she immediately after that she texts and goes, She's my cousin. And I was like, Hold on, I gotta sit down. <laughs> like, so at this point I haven't heard back from Tacy. God only knows what you're doing when I'm texting you and need a response. Um He's very needy. Yeah. And so um I go, She's my cousin too. Um she's my mom's sisters plus one yeah and she goes and then immediately this gal texts me and says um i'm adopted my birth father is such and such yes is my mom's little brother who unfortunately passed away last year and i was like oh my gosh so my mom's little brother okay okay stay with us here yeah your mom's, My mom's little, little brother, brother had a lot of drug and alcohol issues okay and he had three children <laughs> Heidi stop it yeah <laughs> I know right so he had three children that were taken that were forced to give up for adoption okay, okay. now I remember his oldest daughter way back in the day for the first year of her life and then he was forced to give her up and her little brother 
that and and they were adopted and then I never saw them again. Okay. This girl that we were put into touch with by Molly and Jared to help them buy a house is that little girl. Wow. So she's like, oh my gosh. So so we're texting and I'm like, we need to like talk, you know. And she goes, I'm getting my hair done. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes. She goes, let me call you when I'm done. And she goes, F it. I'm in the hair dryer right now. I'm going to call you. And so <laughs> I go, okay. So she calls me and she goes, so hold you know, and, and she's already been filled in some from Tacy, but we start going down the road and she's trying, you know, and she's putting, you know, putting pieces together and she goes, so she's like, so hold on. I'm literally out looking at houses on Sunday with my first cousin and we have no idea. And I'm like, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then I explained to her, you know, and Tacey already explained some to her and I just kind of, you know, filled in some blanks that, um, my, basically my mom was one of five, was one of five girls born to my grandpa, Denny and my grandma, Nellie. Okay. My grandpa, Denny died when he was in his mid thirties, which I mentioned on the show last week, randomly enough. And my mom was nine years old. My grandma Nellie then got remarried to a gentleman. Actually, gentleman's a strong word. To an asshat. Um, who, and they had three kids. Okay? My two uncles and my aunt. Okay? One of those uncles had this gal, her little brother, who were then forced into adoption. Okay? Now, it gets even crazier. Few years go by down the road, he ends up having another son. Okay. Okay. Who he has custody of for a couple of years. He's taken, unfortunately, into the system into foster care. So now this girl is just now realizing she also has another little brother out there, and now she's in the process of trying to meet him, right? And he's in foster care. Which now I'm like, why do we have family in foster care and we have, like someone in our family that hasn't taken him in somehow? Like you know, so this is a question that I'm dealing with right now. Um, and so now she's trying to meet this little brother that's been out there. And I knew the little brother, too, before he was taken when he was really young. My mom and her sisters have all stayed in contact with with this kid um, and done, like, Zoom calls and stuff with him every so often just so he knows he has family out there that, that cares. And dude, it was – so then I call my mom yesterday, and I was like, Mom, I, I got to – like, I called her. She didn't answer. I was like, call me right away. So she was taking a nap. So she calls me afterwards, and uh, in the meantime, Tacey was like, hey, I'll let you tell your mom. I said, okay. And she goes, can I tell can I tell um, Aunt Terry and Aunt Elena about this? And I said, and then she, and then Tacey thought about it. Like she, Tacey's like, actually, you tell your mom, and then see if your mom wants to tell her sisters. Okay. So I get my mom on the phone, and I said, okay, mom. And I basically started telling the story, and I was like, so I'm showing this girl this house, and this is her name. And the moment I said her name, my mom started crying. And she was like, it's my niece. And I was like, yes, it is. She's like, it is my brother's daughter who I haven't seen, but she has like pictures of since she was a baby. So the girl, they never changed the girl's name. Never changed her first name. They like changed the spelling of it, I think. But So my um, question, my, my initial question is, how the hell oh is gosh. that girl still... How do I phrase this? How... How is she? St- how was she still connected somehow, some way, to Kiefer and Tacy? So she's connected to Kiefer because her and Molly grew up together, and went to school together. So they're friends. 
Molly put me in touch so, with her. So, but, but think about that. Yeah. So they went they went to school together. Yep, in Puyallup. They went to PHS. They graduated from Puyallup High School. That, my mind hurts, man. story gets even weirder yesterday when I started finding oh. out some more information about, um, at some point, my uncle tried to reach Casey out. Casey said and, I tried taking him. Yeah, I know. It, it, health issues. So, um, so at some point... Um, so, anyways, this this girl knows that she's adopted. Her parents were never, and, and God bless them. They, so my first cousins end up in an incredible situation where they get to have a good life. She goes to college at WSU. Um, oh, know, I already like her. Yeah, and you know, is is this rock star? And um, Carrie says I do genealogy. This situation has happened a lot in my family. It's always strange and very exciting. Mm. It, it it's weird to me that I was put in a connection with this girl for business through a client slash friend that they grew up with that's my blood that I didn't know existed, right? Or I knew existed, but like, and so the family's been actually trying, I guess, kind of trying to figure out where these kids were for years. Tacey ended up kind of figuring it out and finding her on Facebook like six months ago um, and, and going down that road. Wow. So then I was like, my mom immediately was like, I want to meet her. And I was like, well, <laughs> Let's find out, you know, where she's at, what headspace she's in. Right, know? right. And she's like, can I? Like, I would I would love to. And I was like, and I said, I don't know how, because I don't know how your parents are about it. And she's like, funny, I was texting my mom while I was texting you. And my mom was like, I can't believe we were standing in a house today with your first cousin. I got chills. This is so exciting. You know, like, she's excited for her daughter. Good. And so we're going to figure something out. They're going to, wow. you know, and, and now it's trying to get them with their little brother who's in the system and figure out what to do there. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just wild. It, it's just absolutely wild. And, you know, there was a side of me and, and, you know, Tace, Tacey can, um, attest to this is that, you know, my mom's side of the family's got, you know, there was, there was a cycle of, of abuse, you know, of physical and mental and substance abuse and stuff that took its toll on my mom's, Tacey's aunt you know, and, and her mom, their siblings, mm -hmm. and left a, a very giant scar on those siblings um, that has, in a sense, finally, in the last year with the passing of my uncle, um, kind of come, I don't want to say it's come to an end, but it's finally gotten some close, you know, it started to close that wound um, a little bit. And this event um, almost kind of like, I think, helps with that a little bit. Right. You know, it was my mom, and Tacey always just refers to my mom and, and my aunts as the ants. Like, I was talking to the ants. Um, but it does, because the ants is all that's left. So out of eight children, there's only four of them left. And tragically, um, Tragically, really, um, substance abuse and um, just the cycle of of these kind of things really took the, the other four, um, and in in some way, um, and you know even like my uncle Mike who passed away a couple of years ago, not from not directly related to drug and alcohol because he had been clean and sober for a while. It had taken its toll and essentially shortened his life, you know, <laughs> right? As far as how long his body could go on, and so it's healing. It is healing, and it's it it's it's really crazy. And um, I if if Tacey doesn't do that genealogy and, and find her six months ago, 
we could very well help this girl buy a house and never know. That's crazy. You know, um, at least not now. Helping family and you don't even know it. Yeah, I know. I told her. I was like, I was like, bro, this is a family deal. So, yeah. and I, I joked with her and I said, I, I joked with her talking about like discounts, you know, family discounts and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, I like where this is going. Like, <laughs> and uh, she goes, I need to start finding more family that have <laughs> that are in fields that can help me. But um, yeah, it was, it was it was really funny. It was we're getting off the phone and I said, all right, and we we I, we in it up talking about real estate right at the end about looking at houses and I yeah. said all right well I'll try to send you some more I'll try to send you some in the morning you know if anything pops up in the morning I'll send them to you and she goes appreciate it I said you got it cuz and then she laughed and she's like crazy like, and I'm like <laughs> yeah it's um yeah and it, it's just I'm trying to wrap my brain on this right now still it's um and it's just not selling so my mom immediately was like I'm gonna call my sisters right now <laughs> so I text Tace and I said, hey, you know, my, my mom wants to call Terry and Elena. I think she's going to try to get them in on a group call or something. But, um, yeah, so now my new, newly discovered first cousin, I don't want to say she's my new first cousin because she's always been my first cousin, but my newly discovered first cousin wants to try to, they're trying to figure out how to meet their little brother who's 15, 14 now, 14 or 15 in, in the system. Wow. Is there anything that we can do to help that out and um the, the, you know the great thing was in talking to her yesterday is um i know enough about my uncle and his as bad as he was for himself he was great to other people and every time i saw him it was a big hug and this is her dad yeah okay her yeah her birth father and every time i saw him it was a big hug and you know i hope you're doing well nephew and, and this and that which was few and far between because of his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, but there are stories from when um, she was very little, you know, and he was obviously still dealing, was going through drug and alcohol abuse, all kind of stuff, that he always did what he could to make sure she was safe. And, there, you know, I was able to tell her that yesterday. I was like, you know what? Um, I don't know if this helps you or, or what this does for you. or I mean, you obviously have had a good life, but... Um, I can tell you this is that my uncle loved you very much and it had nothing to do with you. He couldn't get his crap together. Right. Obviously. Um, no matter what that, that's the grip it had on him. That probably does help her. Yeah. And I was like, but I know for a fact how much he loved you and how much he cared. And when he knew something was going off the rails with his addictions, he always made sure you were safe and, and taken care of. Um, and so... I wanted to paint. I wanted to paint an authentic picture for her. You know, her birth father, not just some deadbeat drug addict or something like that that she may have in her mind, but someone who definitely had a lot of things he had to deal with, but loved her very much. Right. So, um, well, go back and watch it there. <laughs> it's a good story, Heidi. Oh, that's why. That's the call I got. I probably got the same call that I uh, that I ignored. So I don't. I don't. Uh... Yeah. You Puyallup School District parents, I don't envy you at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, this whole, it, it's just crazy. I talked to her briefly this morning, actually, because I had sent her a listing of hers to look at, and I said, hey, you know, it's funny, is one of the one of the houses that we looked at on Sunday, um, her mom, are we almost out here? You got a little top off there before I Let's just take this off. This isn't helping. You know what? As you know, we're out. Have you ever figured out how to use that thing? Yes, I have. Because uh, I, I got the same, basically the same kind. It's, yeah. uh, it's actually Thermos brand. But, we're out. I just didn't realize we were out. But just that, you know, you just open it up a little bit so you can pour your coffee in. Yeah. Mine's just like, ooh. Dude, when I, when I got that thing, uh, this is a Stanley, right? Yeah, it's a good brand. 
Love these thermoses, right? Yes. They keep things hot for days. Yep. Um, I was always like, mm, they're like 40, 45 bucks a pop for one of these things. Oh, right? yeah. Which nowadays, whatever. But this was 10 years ago. And uh, I was always looking for one to go on sale. And one day, I kind of put it out of my mind. And one day, I just happened to be in Fred Meyer. And they were having a closeout of some kind. And I looked over and I saw these on the stand. And it said, buy one, get one free. Ah! <laughs> so I did. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. So we have two. Um, yeah, I got I got a thermos, almost like almost exactly like yeah. that one, thermos for Christmas. And I'll make coffee. I'll make my cowboy coffee at night. Yeah. And I'll just pour it into the thermos. So I wake up in the morning. I just half it's awake. Yeah, it's ready. Smoking hot, ready to go. Hmm. So one of the questions my newly discovered first cousin asked me, or it was brought up to me on Sunday, was we were looking at a couple houses, and it was, I don't want to say it was a full-on sketchy neighborhood, but the houses on both sides were suspect, and, and I'm like, you know. And the first thing her mom asked me was this, would you let your daughter live here? I told you this. Would you let your daughter live here? And I said no. Right. And now thinking about that conversation later, oh, wow. it's like, would I let my would I let, let my, my cousin live my there. first cousin who is a young single female live here? I mean, it just brings a whole new like perspective um, and in uh, in everything around. I, Case, I'll call you later. You can tell me about Melissa Oliver, and I, I'll help. I Case, I got a crazy story I told on the show one time, probably two years ago, about helping a good friend of mine um, about tracking down a friend of mine's daughter. And I went full on super sleuth mode and used some of the things that I knew from my Marine Corps training and stuff like that. And I found, and I found and reunited yeah. uh, a father and his daughter and five grandkids he didn't know he had. So uh, if I can help, I'll, I'll help. Um, and, they, and they haven't given us any business? Well, they live in New Orleans, so in, in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So, um, Road trip. It started out as a, uh, it started out for me as a journey to find the man who taught me how to play basketball. Ah. And it's funny because I found his daughter who hadn't seen him in years. Um, and she was like, I haven't seen him in years, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it opened up a whole Maury Povich show, dude. And it was, um, <laughs> I was able to connect them on the phone one night. Um, and there were tears. And there were, and it was like, my work here is done. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but yeah, so now we we're, we're literally helping out some family <laughs> buy their first house. Um, and, and a ton of other things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's my story, man. So we got we got to when she closes on a house, do we got to give her a subscription to uh, genealogy.com? I know, gosh. <laughs> just, you know. I always hesitate. I I built I've built up a profile on ancestry.com, yeah. and I get I get notifications like every couple of days, like hey, we just we might have found another match here, and I like the history of it. But I, I don't I haven't paid for the full thing, so yeah. it doesn't really go outside of my little tree. So I have my DNA kit, I gotta do. Oh, I ain't doing it. But let me do a I ain't doing it. Let me do a recommendation for you. Uh jump on and I, I actually hate the name of this website, but I love the website. Okay. It's called findagrave.com. Oh yeah. And so I ended up I was at my dad's house in November, as a lot of you know. Um and you know, I just realized you didn't identified as my half sister. Don't even know which side. I, I just realized you did not set us up at the heater this week. No. Sorry about that. But it. I wore thick socks, so okay, yeah. I'm only kind of cold. Hi, he says, new slogan, we can help you find your new house and your relatives. <laughs> um, we'll make that optional. Yeah. Not everybody wants to find new we relatives. We treat everyone like family, because you might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's our new slogan. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, need you to take this DNA test real quick. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, um, golly. All right, Tase, I'm going to look into that. Um, 
So, what was I? What was I getting at there for a second? <laughs> We're getting old. Heat? No. Heat? No. Um, basketball, basketball? No. The houses? Uh, new slogan? No. Half sister? Wow. Uh, Melissa Oliver? Um, looking for places? Uh, Golly, I don't even know. Uh, oh, find a grave. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Woo, this the struggle is real. <laughs> I'm like having to write things down. You know, you watch Uncle Billy and It's a Wonderful Life, like all the strings on my fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I always thought was like the dumbest things. I'm like, I'd look at the string and be like, what the hell is there a string on my fingers? I, I, I thought the same thing too. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, so I was at my dad's in November, right? And I went down there for a few days. I drove down and he started talking about family and I... I, I said something about wanting to, I said, well, you can look up, because uh, I tell them occasionally I go to my grandparents' gravesite here in Spanaway area, um, just to clean off their, you know, their headstone and put flowers or whatever. My dad's like, I, I love that you do that. I appreciate it. And I was like, well, you can look at their grave whenever you want. And I'd pull up, find a grave. And I just, and that's all I'd ever done with find a grave is before, is I looked up famous people like, oh, where's Billy the Kid, you know, they think or whatever. And um, he was like, oh, cool. And he was looking at it. And, and then we noticed like, well, you could click on my parents and then, or my grandparents, and then it gave my great grandparents and where they were. And then there's like pictures of them. And mm. all of a sudden, my dad and my sister and I went on this like three, two, three hour like uh, rabbit hole. Uh-huh. And I was showing, um, I was showing my uh, dad. I'm like, "Is this your grandmother?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's you know blah 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 from Pennsylvania." And I'm like, and and so then I'm like, screw this. Like I got an account because I started realizing that some of my family on there wasn't connected, and mm-hmm. I started putting in like this person needs to be connected to this person, and then it was getting. So I started doing it with my mom, and now I've started to build out this family tree on Finder yeah. Grave, and I'm finding people I didn't even know existed. And the crazy thing about it was, is my dad lives in Palm Springs. He ends up we end up finding out that his uncle, I think it was Uncle Chuck, um, had died just in the last year or two, a half hour from where he lived, and he had oh, no idea wow. he'd been living there. He, he's like, I could have gone and seen him. Like I had no idea, you know, I didn't. Um, and so it's interesting to build these things out and see uh, where where things are. As yeah, well, that's know. pretty much what I've done with ancestry. But just the free, with the th- the free version, I've been able to um, uh, build it out as far as I can with the free. Now the funny thing was, I used to work with a guy at Autoclore, and as I'm going down this rabbit hole, I recognize the last name, like in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. and one of these particular people settled in Washington. So yeah. I contact the guy that, that I used to work with. And I'm like, hey, dude, do you have a relative with this, this name? And he's like, I think I do. And I said, get back to me. Let me know. And he get, he got back to me. He's like, I think that might be the same person, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I said, then you're like my seventh cousin removed. Crazy. And it's just, it, it it's cool to go down that way. Now, when it comes to 23andMe, I still, titanium hat. I don't want to, I don't feel like doing that. It drives Christy crazy. Because Russell's done it, yeah. Christie's done it, um, uh, my mother-in-law's done it, and so, so it's funny. Whenever I hear Christy talking with my mother-in-law, she'll say, uh, she'll say, "Hey, so you know, um, I've got Russell's profile on there, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of guess what Rory's profile is based on yeah. Russell." And I'm like, "Well, there you go. I don't need to do it." <laughs> it's funny how your siblings can have a different DNA profile than you, as far as like, it could be like Russell's 41% English and 27%. You know, and five percent Neanderthal, and then you and you might your percentages might be different because yeah. your DNA yep. came out different. Yeah. Uh, look at my beautiful wife in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. Um, but uh, 
it's uh, so my sister got hit up on Ancestry because she did the DNA profile thing, and then some guy was like, "Hey, um, how are you connected to this person? We might be cousins." <laughs> and then we start looking at it, and I'm like, "There's a good possibility that like a great uncle had a one-off." <laughs> you know what I mean? And but when you think about that, the one-offs, right? You know, Grandpa was a traveling salesman. <laughs> you know. Whatever to get the deal done on those encyclopedias. Um, but back in the day, especially, right, that stuff got buried. Oh, yeah. You know there was I mean? no social media. There and, was no and so tagging or anything you could, like that. You could legitimately come into some surprises. Well, have you ever seen Old Boy? No. Old Boy, no. You haven't seen Old Boy? If anybody See, else has, Old Boy. If anybody else has seen the movie Old Boy, it's got, uh, I believe it's called Old Boy, and it's uh, Josh... Who's Thanos? Josh uh, Brolin. Brolin. Josh Brolin and actually uh, Scarlet Witch were in this movie called Old Boy. I think it's called Old Boy. Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Don't look it up. Don't watch it with the family. Okay. Maybe watch it with Rachel. And then tell me what you think about it and how much sanitizer you needed to use. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> and, and, it, and it, yeah, I can't even, right. I don't even, well, I don't know if you'll ever see it. <laughs> Twible. Luke, will you use your super soothing skills to find the love of my life? Here's what I know about her. Female. <laughs> originally or not? Or <laughs> Originally female or... Is there room for... Biologically? Are we still... I just don't want to know. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think someone's having a meltdown. Yeah, that happens. Casey, <laughs> Casey says, uh, I just found out our grandma grew up on a plantation in North Carolina. It burned down in 1940. <laughs> trying to find records of it. Like our... The original is better, says it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The original version of Old Boy, the okay. original is, uh, I think it's a Japanese film. Okay. Um, but the premise of it, I didn't see it coming. And I'll just say I didn't see it coming. And when it came, I needed I needed to be sanitized. I'll have to check it out. Oh, um, it's, it's, yeah. So our grandma, you're talking about Grandma Nelly? Grew up on a plantation in North Carolina. It burned down in the 1940s. I, I think that makes some sense. The furthest I can go back is I had a great, 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 great something grandfather yeah. who was a sheriff in Minot or Minot, well, North Dakota. Minot, I think Minot. It's Minot. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about this whole thing to you? Yesterday when I was talking to my newly discovered first cousin, I also explained to her. I said, "You want to bring it full circle," which is funny, is that Casey, our mutual first cousin, dated my business partner Rory's wife's brother at one point and she, and she was just like the hell <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> the connection South Casey, Korean Casey, South Korean I don't know what she's saying yes to but <laughs> yes uh, to the, the plantation. plantation thing yeah. yeah yeah I think that's where Graminelli started out was North Carolina yeah yeah because because like Aunt Cat, my Aunt Cat, which would be my great aunt um, was in D.C. And all, there was East Coast relatives there. My mom went to visit Aunt Cat. So, yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Oh, my Lord. Ooh. Ooh. Took a walk up past your house late last night. All right. Uh, Anything thank, else? Thank goodness the EXP cup is uh, keeping me warm there. Yeah. Well, hey, we got our Super Bowl. We do have our Super Bowl. We've got, uh, we've got Grandpa versus uh, Whippersnapper. The, the grand old man of the core. I don't think, I really don't, I don't think... Tampa Bay is going to be anywhere in that Well, ballgame. can we just roll the tape? Didn't you say that Kansas City didn't stand a chance against the Bills? No, that's not what I said. I said whoever comes out of the AFC, I don't think anybody who in the NFC stands a chance against whether it's KC or the Bills. 
Ah, okay. That's what I said. Okay. I listened to it this morning. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I and I stand by that. I don't. I really don't think Tampa Bay is going to be in the ball game. I, I think it's going to be like a thirty-four to seventeen kind of a deal. Yeah, I I just I feel like with what little football I watched this year, uh, I just don't feel like the NFC NFC is strong. Like literally, like I I mean you think about it, like. The Bills Ooh, kept me. it close enough last week. They got within two scores. They, I mean, they started hot and fell apart. Like Kansas City made relatively easy work of Buffalo, and I think Buffalo is a better team than Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, and so I just think I'm, I'm actually there's part of me that's surprised, but there's also part of me that's not surprised that Green Bay completely fell apart. Like, yeah, it's it's almost like that's a what Green fe- Bay does now. A field goal. When you're down once touchdown with two minutes left and you're on like the four yard line and you kick a field goal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a field goal? If you if you're what? Aaron Rodgers, if you're Aaron Rodgers, what do you do? Do you retire? Uh no. No, he's gonna be the MVP this year. He's still got football left. Uh what happened thirty five years ago today? The challenger. Where were you? I have a story. But where were you? I said first grade, probably. I don't know. Ah, okay. So, 35 years ago. But you got to remember that, like, that means I was six, I think. I was in fourth grade. And so you were 11, so you have a better memory of that. I was in I fourth was. grade. Um, I was going to Magic Hours Daycare. I don't remember anything, like, before six. And then, like, 18 to 23 is kind of fuzzy. <laughs> For different reasons. <laughs> For different reasons. <laughs> uh. Uh, no, I was going to Magic Hours Daycare, which, if you're familiar with Belfair, it's that it was that daycare just before the train trestle, before you got to the school district. Mm-hmm. And at Magic Hours Daycare, if you were in middle school, you were allowed to walk up to the school as a group because you just cut right through the woods and there's Hawkins Middle School right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they had they had told us, hey, the Challenger is supposed to take off in the morning, da-da-da-da-da. So if you, if you want to come to school early to watch it live, this is back before the Internet, so they had to have a satellite dish and everything. And they said, if you want to watch it live, come early. I think it was in Mr. Montan's room. Is it Montan? Mr. Montan? Montan, the woodshop teacher? No, 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 no. Missing no. digits? No, no, no. That's Mr. Um... Mr. Montan. No, it's not. Okay. No, it was Mr. Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock was the one that was missing the digits. Because he had the funny name, Mr. Spock. Mr. Montan was the sixth grade teacher. For a while. Well, for you, he might have been woodshop. Yeah, was when woodshop. I was there, he wasn't okay, woodshop. Yeah. Anyways. So I believe it was in his room because I think he was a finalist to go up in the space shuttle as a teacher. Okay. And so anyways, no, it was library. It was the library. That's right. He said, the girly parts are important, says Paul. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I was walking across the Foss Library in 10th grade. Okay. Okay. Uh, Spicer says, I was home sick and watching live. I called my mom at work, freaked out I was in junior high. So I get up there and it's before school starts and they've got a few kids in there watching it with a few teachers. And, you know, it's kind of cool. The space shuttle's all warming up and everything, and then it takes off, and it's kind of cool. And, mm-hmm. and I told Christy this this morning before I got out here. I said, as it got to that, that point where it exploded, I didn't think much about it other than, well, that's kind of strange. I've yeah. never seen the shuttle, you know, like, change gears or whatever and go into a different gear and have stuff flying in different directions. That, right. And, and as I'm watching, like, that can't be an explosion. This is NASA. They right. they know what they're doing. The, this can't be, you know. <laughs> right. And watching it, watching it, and then finally I remember the teacher saying, um, okay, kids, so um, 
uh, it's probably time for you to head to class, and we'll give you guys an update in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, what's going on? Yeah. It's, it's not what they, what they get. So, Is it supposed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember, got into class, and I was in Miss Elert's fourth grade class, and hmm. I can't remember who the principal was. I want to say it was Dr. Mars, but I can't remember if it was for Ooh, sure. Wow. And he got on the intercom, and he had... He, described what happened it's probably about an hour after it happened yeah and he got on there and it's like you know tragic news today the teacher that was going up in the shuttle shuttle exploded and it sounds like they've all perished and i remember that and that i'll never forget that memory that was like just one of those etched in your yeah memories forever kind of thing and we all have those moments dude. 35 years ago i have so my third grade teacher at Gates, Heidi was three. Shut up, Heidi. I know. <laughs> Whatever. Tribal I was at I'm, WCU. I'm Grandpa Rory now. I know. Tribal I was at WCU came home from morning classes and my roommate was glued to our thirteen inch TV. Was it color or was it black and white? Yeah. Yeah, the rabbit ears. Yeah. Um so I vaguely remember it happening. I wanna say I was in first grade, which was Miss Kemick's class. But I don't think she talked about it at all. I think we got home and, like, found out from our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my third grade teacher at Greatview, Mrs. Hewins, was actually, you know, that teacher that was on, she was one of, like, the five, like, never done one of the Krista five. McAuliffe, yeah. Finalists for that position, and then it went to. Krista know, McAuliffe. Yeah, and so she would talk about that as, like, yeah, could have been me. You know? Yeah. The other thing about the, the challenger that I always find interesting is that uh, Ron McNair was one of the um, astronauts on that, and he was a pilot before that. Um, and Ron McNair, as a child, was a uh, is a civil rights hero as well. Um, we have a book about him that the kids love to read. When he was 11 years old, he walked into the public library that only allowed whites to check out books. And as legend has it, he was basically the best customer of the library, um, And but they would never let him re- take books. So either... There was an old lady, an old white lady, that would always check books out for him, or he would have to stay there for hours and read whatever he was reading. And he famously, basically, stood on top of the desk at clerk's desk and told her he wanted it. He was checking out the books. And the police had to be called, and his mom had to come down. And finally, the librarian said, this is wrong. And she gave him a library card, 11 years old. And that's what opened the floodgates for other um, people of color in um, South Carolina, I think it was South Carolina, to um, have library cards. And then he goes and ends up dying on the Challenger. Mm. Yeah, years later. So, kind of, uh, kind of crazy there. Uh, it was it is, uh, and I think it's Dick Scobie. I think Dick Scobie yeah. was one of the astronaut astronauts, and he's got a connection to Auburn. Um, if Correct. you go over by the Auburn Airport, you I think it's called the Dick Scobie Airport, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. The teacher that was on the space shuttle was from Massachusetts, and she went to Framingham State, where I went. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny how these connections kind of... Yeah, I knew she was over there. I couldn't remember if it was New Hampshire or Massachusetts, but I knew that she was from over in that area. I actually just read the Ron McNair little book. Jocelyn loves it. I read it through her last night, and I wasn't even thinking that today was the wow. 35 years. Well, there you go. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so 35 years ago today, um, you know, and it's just, if you can, they can play Monday, Monday morning quarterback now. There's so many documentaries and so many different things that explain how that how that tragedy happened that could have been completely avoided but uh i it's think it's easy to say that after the fact oh yeah i mean yeah. bottom line is is like <laughs> i always say about this people are like, oh god it could have been avoided and i'm like 
Well, so many things could go wrong. We're sending people into right, space. Right, right. You know, on a rocket-fueled, uh, you know, aircraft that is doing things that are outside the realm of what we thought was possible just right. 30 years before, you know. Right. It's, you know, it's but just... it's one of those things where you watch those documentaries and you, you find that the, the cause was something that was completely avoidable in the sense of people had brought up the concern and said, hey, this can be a problem. Mm -hmm. And then when you get the perfect storm of that that morning where it was cold and right. and all that kind of stuff, and it, it blows my mind, it, pun not intended, it blows my mind how they were able to piece all that back together to figure out that it was that rocket booster that mm. was causing the problem. Yeah. I mean, how, it, those people are amazing that can reconstruct those I think, I think with any of that kind of stuff, I, just to give, like, uh, you know, not put the blame on any oh, one thing, oof. but I think with anything that, you know, they trace it back, like, oh, it was this one thing that we thought or whatever. Um, a lot of times their job is is to limit the probability. Yeah. There's always a probability but we're going to limit it as much as we can. Right. Unfortunately, perfect storm, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure that even being made aware of that, they're like, yeah, but this is a one in this many chance that that could happen. I mean, all these things would have to happen. <laughs> well, I think you bring up a good point because what was the the, the tragedy in 2003? Was it 2003 when the, was it the Columbia? Yes. Um, again, it's like what you said. There's always that probability, and the probability was these freaking tiles underneath the underside or mm -hmm. on, on the underside if you get a crack or you lose one of those or something, yeah. you know, and the thing is, is they're able to look at the video and they're able to see on the launch video, the, the piece that fell off that, that hit the underside and caused that little, yeah. that thing there. And they pretty much, they decided to roll the dice. Yeah. See if we can make it back. And yeah, didn't make it back. I remember that too. I remember waking up that morning and turning on the news and they're like breaking news. The space shuttle disintegrates. Yeah. Oh, hell. Well, just think about it. Like, I mean, like, okay, think of how many times we've sent people into space. It's a, and I don't know the exact number, but in reality, it's a fairly high percentage of times something's gone wrong. Yeah. I mean, between Challenger, Columbia, Apollo, like, I yeah. mean, that something's gone wrong that they've had to figure out or people didn't make it back from, and that, uh, you know that going into your line of work. As yeah. an astronaut, there are, it is more dangerous than going and being an accountant, <laughs> you know, down the road. Like, right. it's, yeah. you know, and that's why the people that are astronauts are usually just a different, you know, they're former military. They're pilots that already understand the risks yep. involved in their chosen career. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're good actors for the moon landing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. No way. On a flat earth. Also uh, today, work began in the Eiffel Tower, and the Coast Guard was created today in 1915. Nice. All right, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Today in in, in history, but yeah, it you know it's it's sad and it's tragic, and I and I just uh, and you never like to see it happen. You know, the thing is, they learned from it. They yeah. they changed protocols. They they changed the way the solid rocket boosters did their stuff and. You know, I mean, that's all you can ask for is yeah. in, a, in a tragedy, learn from it. So, you know, you think about the teacher on Challenger. Mm -hmm. Did she was she fully aware of the risk? You know, I mean, did she really understand the risks? Um, I think we've gotten in, you know, I, I think we've gotten, especially maybe in the last 20 or 30 years, we've gotten just kind of 
nonchalant about it. No, oh, yeah, we're sending we're sending a, oh, yeah. a rocket into space. Like, mm-hmm. We're sending a freaking rocket into space. You know, it's like it's just nah, well. Every once in a while, when I see those cargo planes uh, fly into McCord, mm-hmm. I just stop for a second. And go, that's a freaking hunk of metal flying. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there's that uh, that's uh, <laughs> that, that rocket scientist um, who's completely tattooed and wears like Tommy Bahama shirts all the time. That landed a satellite on a meteor like eight years ago. You know, yeah. and it was just kind of like, hey, I'm like. He landed a satellite <laughs> on a shooting star. <laughs> like, let that sink in. Like, and we're just like, oh. yeah. But what about the time that that crew went up there and they drilled into the meteor and saved the planet Earth? That was amazing. And what's even more amazing? Is, <laughs> what's even more amazing is I had no idea that Bruce Willis <laughs> had saved planet Earth. You know, <laughs> and this is after Die Hard, after everything he did in Die Hard. Like. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And, and, you know, and to be able to have. And then that's how Ben Affleck found the love of his life. Yeah. And and they were allowed to listen to one of the greatest <laughs> rock ballads ever by Aerosmith. Yeah. Which, funny trivia about that. That. Don't tell me you're related to Steven Tyler. I am. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I just got a text from my uh, newly found first cousin <laughs> about a house. So. Um. Anyway. Uh. No. That's. That song is Aerosmith's highest charting song ever, which yep. is funny because they, Steven Tyler's always said it's funny and Joe Perry's always said it's funny because here they were always known as this, you know, rock group, heavier yeah. rock, rap rock and all this kind of stuff. And it was a ballad later on in their careers that, you know, was their highest yeah. grossing, highest charting song. Everybody has feelings when that song first plays. And my feelings yeah. are always positive. I, I like that song. I don't want to close my eyes. Please close your eyes and your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. Well, I could, I could do this a lot longer, but I really have to use the rest. Because of switches that were activated, they know that they were alive as they fell back to Earth. Wow, I did not know that. Because of switches that were activated. Oh, they were alive as they oh you know, I've heard that. Which is unfortunate. I would rather just be gone in the explosion than be like, Oh, explosion, crap, 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 crap. I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh, God, we're falling. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've heard that, Paul. Where yeah. They didn't die until they, they hit the water. Yeah, take me Ugh. out of the water. Yeah. Ugh, that's just such a helpless feeling. Ugh. It is. It is. So, anyway. All right. You done? I think are you I'm done, man? I got, are you done? I got no piss and vinegar. I mean, are we done here? I mean, do we? What's our What's our weekly Jay Inslee update? What What's the nudest thing I can be pissed off? Still alive. About? He took the vaccine. He's still alive. Oh gosh! Now we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> I didn't say negative. I just said yes. Uh, yeah, he took the vaccine. Um, I just read something that he wants to push another stupid thing, but. I'm so Who cares? Let's not, do, let's not do it. Yeah, I'm just so done with him. Let's not I go down the road. Let's not go even, down the road. I don't know how to get angry. Let's not go down the road. I'm, I'm angry because I don't know how to get angry. Let's not go down the road. I'll take it's you over. down the road. It's over. Let's go there. Your face is over. Dick Danger. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. Thanks for going on my long, strange family journey with me um, and chatting all the things we chatted about today and reminiscing and um, lots of fun. We appreciate you. Yep. Don't forget to support the show. Send all your donations to us. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Venmo, PayPal, anything like that. Because yeah. uh, if we ever get deplatformed to feed Luke and Roy's children, yeah, Luke and yep. Roy. We gotta pay for the coffee somehow, so yep. you know, send it on over. All right, you have a great day. You uh, have a great day. Yeah, you appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for jumping on here. Thanks for dealing with our hypocrisy of hating social media but using social media yeah. to connect. And uh, it always it always takes me back to uh, Doc Holiday and Tombstone. Wyatt, it appears my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out, Spicer. Oh, by the way, Spicer, real quick. If you're still, guys, Spicer um, and his son do some incredible artwork, and, and he's really got into it. Dan has. And a few weeks ago, he put one out there that I thought, it reminded me of some things that I thought was really cool. And I was like, dude, I think this might be my favorite one you've done. I really like it. And Dan reached out to me the other day and said, hey, dude, it's yours. Oh, He's giving it to me. So we're going to hang it in our office. Make a donation. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll hook up. I'm excited. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. Stay out of trouble. And God willing, we'll see you again next week. Deuces. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. End of line.